Hello, and welcome to Your Brand Express Podcast, the podcast where business owners, authors, coaches get a chance to articulate their processes and how they express their brands. With your hosts, Carl and CJ Ali. Get your favorite cup of coffee or tea and get a notepad and enjoy the ride. Are you a coach, author, speaker, or service provider who is afraid of speaking on camera? Join the Confident Video Star Nation to overcome your fear. Connect with other professionals, gain access to exclusive resources, trainings, and tools, and learn the skills to become a confident video star. Join now and start your journey to success. Go to Facebook and type in Confident Video Star Nation and join the nation today. All right, all right, all right, everyone. We're hanging out with the man, Christian Ray <laughs> Flores, the founder of Exponential Life Coaching. How you doing, Christian? Hey, Carl. Thanks for thanks for inviting me. I'm doing well. Awesome. Well, it's great to have you aboard, man. I tell you, you know, I I, I admire you from afar, and excited that you're finally on the show. And uh, just look forward to hearing your story. You know, your story is very inspiring. And I've seen what I followed you online and what you you've been doing, uh, especially the last like six or nine months. Actually, there's so much that's gone on in the world. Yes. You know, but yeah. it's just been inspiring what you mm -hmm. do and how you're you're transforming people's lives. So ready to do this. Go. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. CJ, start. Yeah, man. To echo, yeah, to echo what he said. I'm I'm excited to meet you. This is the first time. Um, it's cool seeing people from the ICOC, you know, just mm -hmm. different. It's crazy how big the kingdom is. That's another topic. Yeah. Um all right, Christian, I got a question. Um, can you can you kind of let our audience know and me know personally? Um, you know. What made you get into coaching and what made you kind of want to live into your calling, like the calling that you do? That is a good question. You know, calling is an interesting topic because I I like it. I like the term calling because we live in a in a world that's very pragmatic and we treat things either as a career. You know, that a career is essentially almost like a middle of the road type of how we think of work. Right. OK, I've. I have a journey and I can develop and I can provide for my family. You know, if you take one step down, it's a job. You know, the job is you just exchange money for time. That's it, right? Then a calling is higher. A calling is what am I supposed to do on this earth? What gifts do I have? How does this fit in with the, the market, this, the problems that I can solve? And then there's a spiritual dimension to it, right? So I think the calling dimension if you can get yourself there it can get you much further in life because it will help you overcome obstacles um you know really endure through the through the hard times that are bound to to come to anybody who wants to build anything right so my my journey towards that was started really early when, when i started thinking about calling is i was you know i had a long backstory i'm not going to go into international i grew up on three different continents um and i was I, master, I had a master's in economics out of college. All of my friends were going into finance, but I was a very musical dude, right? I, I sang and danced and everything. And I was like, ah, you know, I'm really bored. I worked in international trade for a little bit. I was just bored out of my mind, you know, as an intern. And I was like, I'm going to do music. And I just dropped everything, started doing music in my early 20s. And I succeeded really fairly quickly, right? So I, I was one of the top artists in Eastern Europe, all of that. And... But then that shifted, right? 
and my point is calling can shift right from one season to another it can change because you are you reach a certain height you develop some skills some perspectives and then you can sh go to another dimension and i was called in the ministry so i was an evangelist for many years i led churches all over the uh, all over Eastern Europe, Russia, Ukraine, Latin, uh, here in, um, in the States as well. Um, but at the same time, I had sort of the entrepreneurial bug. So I started doing really, when I moved to the US, I was bivocational mostly, right? Actually, most of my time in ministry was bivocational, now that I think of it. I had something going on at the same time. So at a production company in LA that we did music videos and music production in Los Angeles, when we moved to Austin, Texas, we planted a church and came with that business. That business sort of sputtered and went away. I started another business called media, uh, Third Drive Media, which is marketing, digital marketing stuff. And then eventually um, I added coaching. So coaching is it's, it's my latest of many um, professional switches and, and twists, uh, but it all has to, the whole thing has to do with calling because you start sort of thinking in, in, in this big picture of what can I do that adds the most value to other people's lives and why. Does that make sense? So we can, we can go into any tangent if you want, but that's sort of the overarching picture. No, that, that's awesome. I think, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm young, so um, I will experience uh, probably some shifts, but I think about, I think about that because sometimes I guess my perspective is that I thought calling was just like kind of one thing you were good at. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I thought it was just one thing you're good at that. Uh, if you stay in that area, you should, you should be in that area because, you know, but as, as I get older, I'm understanding life, life is a lot of seasons, a lot of seasons. Yeah. Sometimes you're called to do something that might be out of you, but it's something that God called you to. And um, that's all. I love how you kind of illustrated that. That was good. And the thing is, it is what it is, what you're good at. Yeah. But that that thing that you're good at can be expressed in all varieties of ways, mm. right? So I'm good at communicating, right? So I can communicate from the pulpit. I can have a YouTube channel and a podcast. I can I can teach people to communicate through my third drive media company. I can communicate to my clients in the coaching business, right? That's com that's all communication, right? Um, for example, culture is a huge deal, right? culture is how we collectively think and make sort of make sense of the world well my first career was in music that's a culture shaping gift like if you can write a song and get the pulse of a generation you get a few million people listen to your music that's what i had so that's a quality that's a quality to tap into what are think what are people thinking collectively that i can express in a way that is so simple that everybody's going to sort of pass it on to others well that same gift can be uh as a preacher as a communicator as a youtuber and as a coach right um does that make sense so you can you can see you, you we can you can reuse and even amplify the same gift changing careers and dimensions hmm. i think that's powerful christian because i it, from and from my lens and from what i've seen and and i've been thinking about this a lot actually you know because so, for me you know one thing i didn't mention to you beforehand is that when I do coaching, it's more so helping people to to present uh, confidently on camera or on stage confidently. But my background is dance and singing, so mm -hmm. dance and people. When people look at me with dance and singing, they'll look at it a certain way. But in my mind, it was always communication, and I came to that epiphany last year. 
And so for me, I felt like that's part of my calling. So whether I'm singing or dancing or choreographing or speaking to someone or even mm -hmm. using my hands like I'm doing now, it's all communication. But not everyone looks at it like that. In my mind, in a on a deeper level, it's like that. So for me, that's like the core of what yeah. I do. So that for me, that was my calling. That's exactly it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. And also you're performing, right? You're a performer in all these variety of, 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 of ways that you can perform. And that's actually a huge gift because most people don't want to be in front of a camera. They want to be, don't want to be on stage. The minute the camera starts pointing, points at them, they freeze. And because you are, you added these layers of performance abilities, muscle memory, right? You're comfortable, you're relaxed, you use your hands, your body is not stiff. All of those things add to the credibility of what you're trying to communicate. Wow. Right. right. So hearing you say that, Kristen, I'm like, yes. <laughs> I'm like, yes, come on now. Let's talk more about this world. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Love oh. That. Man, I have a question, Christian. Um, so can you share a little bit about what led you to to the this calling, to this coaching and exponential life? Coaching? Oh yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that was actually a great story. I I was very driven. I was a very ambitious guy uh, for a variety of reasons. We all, you know, our drive comes from some dark places and some good places, right? So. So I was a mixed bag, right? So, uh, so I was just exceptionally, my work ethic, talent, ability was exceptional in, in my first career. I was a, a music, um, music guy, right? Uh, an entertainer, a singer. I choreographed. I, I mean, I can do almost anything in that field, right? So I was very successful. And what I noticed is that you can be successful in one area of life, and especially in your skills, but your inner game has to match your skills, or you can either not attain the success that you want, or if you do attain it, and I was lucky enough to attain it, you can't sustain it. And you have some blind spots, and if you have some blind spots, and everybody has them, you need someone looking over your shoulder and that is much better at you at certain things, and they can accelerate your growth in ways that you can't possibly do yourself, right? So to illustrate that, uh, I was like, I was literally... I was singing before sports arenas, like 10, 20, 30,000 people, big, big things, stadiums even every once in a while, right? And um, I, was, I was rocking it. My personal life went way downhill, and I didn't have any skills in that field. So my creative side, can, can, I can write a song, I can write an album, record it, sing it, perform it, make a whole stadium jump up and down and entertain them. And I'm really good at those skills, but my internal capacity to deal with re broken relationships, romance, things like that was just really, really low. Now, what if this thing goes down? How creative can I be then? Not very creative. It's very hard to be creative when you're depressed. It's very hard to be creative and innovative when you are um, anxious or worried. When you're, you know, you know what I'm saying? So... Now my career is at stake if I don't fix this. So my story was I met somebody who, when I became a Christian, there was this guy, this missionary, Canadian, crazy Canadian missionary. And, and I didn't know anything about the Bible. And I met him and we started studying the Bible. And one thing I saw beyond the, what he was telling me in the Bible is that, is that his family was really amazing. So him and his wife and his daughter, 
uh, and I was like in his kitchen and I turned to him and I'm, I'm like, how do I get what you have? Like, literally, those are the words that I said. I was very, very, like it was an aha moment. And he goes, I'll teach you. I'll open the Bible. I'll teach you. I'm like, all right. And that happens, you know, many of us who are Christians have, have that story. Somebody helped us along, etc. I treated him as a coach, not as a pastor. And the difference, in my opinion, and, and this is sort of broad strokes, right, is that a pastor will give you advice every once in a while, maybe they study the Bible, sort of maybe you're tighter for a while, but after a while, you're sort of on your own, you're moving around, you get pointers, you ask for advice, they give you directions. That's, that's one thing. What I did, it was like, I'm going to follow you around, I'm going to ask you all questions pertaining to what I'm interested in, and I'm going to torture you, and you're going to teach me this thing, and I'm going to get good at this. That's a different attitude, right? So because of that, and I come from three generations of broken homes. So I had to, I had to fix that. And basically my decision was, I'm going to break, break this cycle. This is 100 years of dysfunction. And it's, gonna, it's messing up my life. I'm unhappy. And even the thing that I love doing music is suffering from it. I'm going to fix this. So I, I absorbed every, it was like a Mr. Miyagi sort of attitude that I had, right, with him. So from that moment, I, I saw the power of coaching. When somebody really pays attention and somebody has expertise, it accelerates your growth. So I, I basically, from that moment, I, I realized, okay, this, there's something there. And I, started con I continued to develop personally as somebody who can guide others. So I read all the books on, the planet, on planet Earth. I was very unusual as a sort of middle-of-the-road Christian. I, I was interested in everything, you know. Everything from Tony Robbins and, and down, the, down, down the line, right? He's like the guy, the inventor of the whole thing, right? So that attracted people around me. So I was not just a guy who was either, either leading churches or whatever. I was a guy who knew how to fix somebody, who can help somebody accelerate their growth. So I started attracting people that are like Olympic level, level athletes and artists and fashion designers and entrepreneurs. Um, and I, and once I get a reputation like that, right, other people come. Uh, so my whole life, you know, I had, I had these coaching experiences with high achievers. And eventually I had enough 25 years worth of expertise materials. I devoted a lot of my time on YouTube channel to interview some of the top experts on, in the world in human flourishing, incorporated all that stuff into a structured uh, program called Exponential Life. So that's sort of the backstory of how I got into it. Mm. That's powerful, man. One thing I thought about when you were sharing that was that whole idea of, you know, that concept of wisdom, you know, um, knowledge and experience combined. And just, just hearing your story, it just reminded me of that, you know, how you're allowed to have that wisdom through your experience. But also you talked about how you met that individual, that crazy guy from Canada, that pastor, but you had him and you had him coach you and you held on to that. And that's, that's, I'm not saying unique, but that's that's a great quality to have that you're hungry to say, you know what, you need to teach me. And I'm I'm gonna torture you till you teach me. Yeah. I'm not gonna let go till you teach me. Yeah. And what a what a, as far as our listeners listening to this, what a great quality to have. You know, if you find someone where you know you want to learn something, you want to learn an ability, whether it's high performance, whether it's you know, just you know, if you want to get that career, you know, latching on to that and having that passion to learn something until you get it. Yeah. You know, we all have and the thing ability. is, the, the thing is what people don't do it because it costs them. It costs emotional labor. It costs money and time, right? To, to engage on this level with a coach or a pastor or whoever, right? 
And we don't do it because it will cost us. We know it will cost us. Mm -hmm. And what I try to explain to people is that it's costing us already. And mm -hmm. you know, are you familiar with the term ignorance tax? No. Tell me. Okay, so the, the ignorance tax is, is as follows. So for, let's just take money, for example, right? Um, let's say you make $50,000 $50, a year, right? And you want to make a million dollars a year. So every year, it costs you $950,000 um, of not knowing how to make a million. That's ignorance tax. Yeah. Uh, so is that motivating or not? If you want to get to a million, you know? Uh, if you are, you go, oh, well, I, I need to stop wasting $950,000,000 a year. I need to pay $10,000 a year to this coach or to this program or to this way of learning so I can get to the million, right? The cost then is nothing. So for me, on a relational level, it's like I have three, I have three generations of broken homes. I'm heartbroken. Like, I don't know anybody who's successful in marriage. And like, I would love to have kids. I actually had a kid. And I'm like, I don't even know what to do with her, right? So every year that, that passes of me not taking action, it's going to cost me more misery, more ignorance, and lack of success in this field. And time is going by. I would like to get happy as soon as possible uh, with someone who will stay with me forever, uh, knowing how to even court her, how to date her, how to marry her, how to stay married. All of those things, I can't spend, I, I can't waste another month another year not knowing how to do these things. So I'll pay perhaps in this particular uh, situation because he was my pastor, I didn't pay him money for it, but I paid with my time. I paid with my attention, my labor, my like emotional labor, my devotion to learning, reading all kinds of additional books, then hanging out with people who are successful at it. So I paid in that in, with that cost and that accelerated my growth. So by year four, I was able to actually even see the dating world differently, right? Like I literally couldn't, couldn't perceive the world through the eyes of a healthy person who knows how to do it. So like year three, maybe I was already there. So year four, I met my future wife. I'm like, boom, she's there. You know, she's, I'm going to like zero in like a missile. You know, I courted her like I, I, and I'm sort of maybe that guy, right? You know, I met her in LA. We went on one date. I said, I'm going to call you from New York. She's like, yeah, sure you will. You know, like, you know how girls out there, a little skeptical. <laughs> I called her every day from New York, went back to Russia. I emailed her every day. This is sort of the internet was still being established. We had internet, but we didn't have Skype or Zoom or anything like that. So I emailed her every single day until she moved to Russia and be with me. Right. And uh, we got married and we've been married for 24 years. Awesome. have three beautiful girls so i stopped paying the ignorance stance that's my point right i just paid what i had to pay to get what i needed and i've been so now i've been harvesting sort of enjoying the harvest for 24 years to me that's very worth it right man that was that's crazy that's just awesome i don't know i'm trying to really wrap everything you said but i just think that's dang you know, the cost, the cost of not knowing the cost of yeah. you know, um, ignorance. Cause like, like you said, that was a generational curse from generation. Yeah, to generation. Absolutely. Yeah, so it was. That's, that's expensive to hundreds of years. And you mm -hmm. broke that by just investing yeah. uh, your time. And that's crazy how uh, people don't value investing. People look at events as investing as taxing or um, yeah. such a, like a decline to your income. But really this is, this is something that's going to accelerate you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, so when you start seeing it from that perspective, 
the cost is the cost of time, money, energy, emotional labor is not an issue because you want to get what you want to get way more than the thing that you're paying, right? Right. I, and I love your awareness of where you came from. Like, hey, three generations. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, life is so busy. People aren't thinking that. Yeah. But to have that mindset and to 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 have to be able to hope to know that and to be aware of that. But also you mentioned, you know, the emotional tax. And, you know, I it, it, for me, it just something just clicked right there. I'm like, man, yeah, OK. When you walk into a situation, you can have that in mind. OK, what's the investment here? Yeah. What is the emotional tax, the mental tax I have to pay? And I'm willing to pay. OK, now that what a way to equip yourself to walk into a situation to learn and grow. Man. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I sort of never stopped doing that. And once you once you understand that principle, you you go and you get what you need, what's missing and you equip yourself and you grow, you grow, you grow. I mean, the accelerated growth in any area of life, it's probably it's insane. Right. Uh, but most of us sort of, you know, we live in a state of sort of, you know, quiet desperation, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, because we don't know how to think of it differently. Right. Well, then let's go find ways to think differently. Like that's what the Bible says. Renew your mind, be transformed by the renewal of your mind and you will see something. Right. Then you will see and approve of God's perfect uh, will. Right. So there's an if and a then. Right. In that form. Is it a lot? That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Right. Right. There's an if and a then. And we like we love everybody quotes the scripture. Right. Everybody calls that scripture and everybody loves it because it's so inspirational. And it's like, yeah, that's right, man. Romans 12. What, but we don't know how to renew our mind. Like you like the principle, but you don't have the skill. Mm. And, and the, the scripture does say, if you, if you know how to do this, only then will you see. And by the way, CJ, this is about calling, right? How can you see God's will for you? If you learn how to be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Mm. So, you, you know, you can say all you want. I don't know my calling. I'm very fuzzy on this. Well, learn the skill to see the calling. And that's what the scripture says. You will see God's will. Like you, you were designed for something very specific. The only way for you to see God's will, you per, his perfect will for you, CJ, unique. No one can compete with CJ in being CJ. Mm. The only way to see that is to be transformed by the renewal of your mind. So then do you have the skill? What does it mean exactly? Right? Exactly, exactly. So there's a, mm. it's right there. Like we just know how to right. get there. We just need to open the door, right? Right. Wow, that's, man, I'm holding on to that. <laughs> that's real. That's yeah. so true though. It's it's only it's only then you'll know because like otherwise we're just caught up in whatever else. Yeah, yeah. But no, I'm, I'm I'm definitely holding on to that. Hope you guys are watching too. Make sure you guys replay like all of this. It's awesome, awesome stuff right here. Um, I got a, I got a question for you too, man. I, I I love the flow of this right now. Um, so for those that are, I would say, are are struggling with finding their calling and finding like their purpose in their professional lives, like how, what what advice would you give to those people? I would I would say that we usually are prisoners of our limiting beliefs right um what i mean whatever your your natural state your environment told you you are or what is good 
we sort of conform because we are built to belong to groups of people, like we're tribal as human beings. So if our group says, it's cool to be a rapper, or it's cool to be an investment banker, or it's cool to be a government bureaucrat, you know, in, East, in Eastern Europe, um, you go, oh, I guess that's what it is. You know, let's see if I can be that, <laughs> you know. Uh, but I think the reality of who you are is so much richer than that because you are put on this earth specifically not to, not to live somebody else's dream, but to live God's dream for you, his assignment. And that's such a beautiful calling that I think if you really lean into, okay, if I be really believe that, do you really, really believe that? Then I'll pay any price, any cost, any time, any effort to figure out how to get there, how to understand this. And once you do, it just clicks, right? Because you're designed, CJ is designed for this specific thing. Like once you understand what the specific thing is, you're rocking it. Yeah. Like there's no competition, basically, you know? Uh, and then the question is, how do you do it? Well, what are you good at? What makes you feel fully alive, you know? Okay, how can you create that, expand that into something that serves other people? Because a, a career is solving somebody else's problem. Yeah. That's it. You know, what problem are you solving, right? So you have a gift. What problem does it solve? How can you get quicker and better at it as much as possible? And how do you monetize that in a way that is sustainable so you can continue doing that at an, in a sort of scalable way? Um, so it's really like... It, it can feel overwhelming if you're sort of lost and anxious. But once you break it down to, sim to, to these sim simple elements, it actually becomes very doable. You, know, you have to just bring it down to the basic elements. You know, like how do you box? You throw a punch. Okay, what else? You know, you move your body, you shift, you dodge. What kinds of punches? Like you break it down into enough little pieces you go, okay, I, like I know how to throw a punch, but I can't move my feet. Let me train my, to move my feet. That's how you find your calling. You just break it down into the smaller pieces. You figure out what pieces you're, you're missing and you can totally figure it out. It's just effort and intention. Mm. I, mm. I, I, I agree with that 100%. I feel like, I mean, if we were, if everybody was full knowing of what we're supposed to do on this earth, I don't think there would be uh, any of that figuring out because you already have it. Yeah. But part yeah. of figuring it out is actually going through, really just going through the the tunnel. You just go in kind of just head mm -hmm. first. You don't really know what to expect. Um, yeah. Obviously, be, like being prayed for about it is really supportive. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. um, we won't know everything going into it. We kind of just have to wiggle around it, figure it out, figure out what we did right, what we did wrong. And yeah. A lot of, yeah, a lot of learning. But even through all those years, I'm learning just like, it's all worth it because you become a better version if you allow it to you can become better with those ups and downs because you learn from the downs then you'll know what to do next time when um you get you get an opportunity and yeah. you learn from the ups you get to you got it you get to figure out a balance really i like what you yeah got. yeah yeah absolutely i can give you a couple of other sort of ideas that maybe help uh one is is action is everything right if you don't move you don't find out basically, you know, like when I, when I wanted to be in music, I was like, okay, I have this degree that is actually marketable. Yeah. I can go get a job with this. And then I can sing a little bit, choreograph it a little bit, dance a little bit. I've never written a song in my life. Like I don't know anybody in the industry. 
but I know this. I have a voice. I can dance. I think I can. Fig- I think I have some ideas on, on the persona. You know, the style, the genre, everything else. Is that enough information to actually make a move? Most people never make that move, mm. out of fear. And because they don't make that move, they don't fall. They don't make mistakes. They don't learn from them, and they don't refine the thing that they're trying to do. Right. So that's all I had. That's all I had. But then you need to be able to be open to when you make a move, how do you even recognize an opportunity and a signal that you need to go left except and not right? And for that, I have another tip for you, which is you go back to the renewal of your mind, right? Why is that important? It's because if you, it's getting your mind to go from survival mode to creative mode. If you're in survival mode, you cannot think of new things. You can't innovate, you can't create. Uh, So even if an opportunity comes your way, you won't be able to recognize it because you're in survival mode. You're like this, like you're, you're biochemically unable. Like you can, you have eyes, but you don't see with them. You see other things. So the, the big thing is the big skill to learn. And I teach this in my coaching program is how do you win one day? Like you start the day and you're anxious about your to-do list or about money or about this relationship that's sort of not good or your job, your boss, whatever. How do you turn that around from being anxious to being calm, happy, creative within minutes or an hour maximum? So you have another productive eight or seven hours in your day where you're operating from a very different place. So if you can do that one thing, if you have that skill, imagine what you can do in one day versus the day where you're just putting out fires and running behind them and just trying to survive. So your whole body goes into anxiety, into stress hormones, everything contracts. But if you learn how to switch that switch and win one day, imagine three hours of great writing for your for your YouTube channel or a song that you're writing or a book that you're writing or imagining a business plan for for a new thing that you're launching one day one day now imagine if you can do this this on demand and you can win out of seven days you can win two days three days four days that's an amazing week yeah how does that how does that project to the month how does that project to a year in a year of if you have that one skill, win one day, your life will be transformed. Mm. Boom. Oh, and it opened right? print. Awesome. <laughs> that was great, honestly. Yeah. Like, and that's oh. very easy to learn, actually. It's not that it's not that hard. But most of us don't know how to switch from survival to creative to innovative. We just don't know how to make that switch, right? So that's right. a skill. It's uncomplicated. Mm. I love that, man. That one tool, one skill. Yes. One skill. Yeah. Pretty amazing, right? Yeah, it is. And that, that, that whole idea of creativity is interesting because, you know, it's interesting coming from the entertainment world. I, I know you could relate to this, to the business world. You know, you meet a lot of people that say, I'm not creative. I'm not this. I'm not that. And this is limiting beliefs. But we are, we're all creative. Of course we are. Yeah. You, you know, matter of fact, one of the things that intrigued me to go into the business world was like, I saw a lot of analogies 
from the from the entertainment world that's in the business world right now and at the yeah. time too yeah you know so that's that's powerful i love how you spelled all, all that out christian thank you thank yeah. you as a matter of fact we are everybody's creative because we're made in the image of a creator there's no such thing as a non-creative human being like you are literally wired for this genesis 1 chapter 1 it's right there you know Dancing. boom ah oh, man this is good stuff man this is good stuff this is good stuff man oh <laughs> i have a question um how do spiritual and religious beliefs play a role in our journeys as professionals in your mind oh that's a that's a it sort of flows really well from what i just said right right <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know i just i was actually just having this conversation where at this cocktail party like a wine tasting party with a bunch of people and there was this one dude uh this young guy you know handsome well built and he was like i'm a recovering catholic man i don't believe in this stuff and we're having back and going back and forth and we had this the same discussion because he's a professional very ambitious guy very smart and what i told him i said look bro i said just let's let's pretend let's pretend for just a second that god does not exist right like nothing none of it's all it's all nonsense but i believe i believe that i have a creator a loving father that I was created in his image. I have divine in me and that I was given a dominion over creation. I'm a steward of all of this. And this is my father's world and I'm his, his steward, his manager, right? And that he loves me and he's generous with me and he protects me and he put his spirit inside of me to tell me where to go. If I just believe that, even if it's all nonsense, will i perform better than you and he's like yeah i think so you know and i go but what if it's true then i'll perform better than you 100x because i have the superpower i'm a supernatural being if it's true if i'm a son of god if i have dominion if i have a calling if god is around me and with me and all my, my only task is to seek his kingdom and to be aligned with his will, to renew, my skill is to renew my mind so I can see what he wants from me. And if I can figure it out, he'll be with me, around me, multiplying what I do and giving me success. What do you say to that? You know, so we had a really good dialogue about that. <laughs> so that's my explanation. That's my answer to you, you know? Dude. <laughs> you had a coaching session with him. <laughs> I did, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, dude. It was, re oh. it was really fun. I was just like, okay, so it's all nonsense. It's still a good thing to believe, you know? <laughs> right. That's, I love that because some people some people can, in ways, didn't like not accept that. But even if you were to look at it from that perspective, it's so true, like, Imagine how great we'd operate with that. Mind yeah. you, it is true. You know what I'm saying? It's but, absolutely true. Yeah. Right. You're unstoppable if you're yeah. that, right? Like who can be against us? It's God, if God is with us, that's, that's what it says, right? Right. Like, I don't see, it's a win-win, right? <laughs> mm. Woo. Fire. Fire. Oh. So that's why when I, when people come to my coaching program, they don't have to be Christians at all, actually. 
I'm like, look, as long as you don't mind me quoting the Bible every once in a while, I'll coach you. It will work for you, even if you're not a believer, as long as you're not like triggered or turned off by this. Uh, but I will quote the Bible because it's the most, it, it's the best-selling book on the century. It's the cornerstone of Western civilization, right? It's, it's essential wisdom, right? And then you can marry that with, with cutting edge science, which I do. That's why I interview all these, all these Harvard uh, professors that study this stuff. And mm. they say what the Bible says, they confirm it, you know? So you marry mm. that and that's a pretty powerful mix. Gosh, man, powerful, powerful. I'm sp hey, if we got, pa we got pauses in this episode, we're just speechless. <laughs> yeah, you just gotta marinate it. You gotta like two seconds. Yeah, is, <laughs> yeah, take a pause, you know it's yeah. funny it's it's cool christian because this this is the very thing i started you know i've been marinating on this since probably i just couldn't articulate it but around december i started thinking about this i got a mind map because mm -hmm. one thing i thought about was look it, i want to plan and make goals and things like that that's important but i want to go deeper than that and here i am i'm one who makes present presentations for people why don't I go deeper? Why can't I make presentations for myself? Of course. <laughs> Why not? It just makes it go. It makes whatever I'm learning go go deeper with it. So one of the, 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 the parts of the presentation for myself was stewardship. And you talked about stewardship today. And so mm -hmm. you're hearing that. I'm like, man, stewardship, you know, and, and, and in my journey of learning about stewardship and, and being reminded of it too, it's just like, Loving, knowing how to love myself, learning how to love myself, because I know, you know, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Seconds like it, commandment, love your neighbor as yourself. How can I do that if I don't know how to? Yeah, like, exactly. You're right. Like, yeah. not know, like intellectually know. I'm talking about in my core know mm -hmm. where I'm speaking to myself and loving myself, even in my words. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. So hearing you say all this, I'm just like, man, this is this is so important and it's just so happy you be talking about this today i'm like man listen listen <laughs> so I'm, I'm keeping my trying to keep my composure that's awesome <laughs> you know uh, let me add a little bit to your exploration that might uh you you'll love it you know the word mm -hmm. uh, the word economy when we talk about the economy you complain about the economy it's actually derived from a greek word um, um ekoinomos Economia, economia. The word that the Bible uses for the stewardship, uh, one of the two words that it uses, is akoinomos, the manager of the economy. Hmm. So literally, the, the, that parable talks about a, it's essentially, in the modern America, that would be a family office manager. You know what a family office is? It's basically somebody, like a super wealthy family and the family office they take all of their, they take care of all of their investments, uh, cash, they, they report back, they manage it, and their task is to multiply it. So when you see the parable of the, the parable of the talents, that's what they're talking about. It's talking about a master that owns everything, vineyards, workers, servants, investments, uh, cash, food, everything. And there's a, there's, a, there's a servant. The servant is supposed to manage it in a way that multiplies it. So if you think of yourself in the economy, economos, as the uh, econ economia, as the economist, the manager of the economy, and wh what is God's economy? The universe. 
all of it. All of it is God's. And you as a business person, or as an entertainer, or as a writer, you are given this dominion, you're giving a task, an assignment in his kingdom to manage this piece. And your task is not to just keep it from going under and burying it, like, like in the parable of talents. Your task mm. is to multiply it. Mm. That is your job. Yeah. And the, wow. only, the, only, the only question is, what is the economy that you're managing? What piece of it? And then you just go do it. And you, if you have that belief, will you succeed? I think so. Most likely right. than not, right? As opposed to a belief that I don't even know if I belong here. I don't know if I'm good enough. Uh, you know, somebody told me in fifth grade that I'm a bad, a bad at math, whatever it is, right? Whatever the, the source of it is. But if you start aligning yourself with, with the higher self that way, with what scripture says about you, and go deep in it, and, and that's stewardship, basically. That's why, I'm, that's why I'm bringing it back full circle, because yeah. that's what, what is translated as steward, steward is oikonomos the manager of the economy of God. Mm. Ooh, That's pretty cool stuff, crazy, right? Like, it's really cool. Yeah. I could, I could sit here all day, honestly, man. Oh, right. <laughs> it's good stuff. It's like, I've never heard. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I mean, it's, it's perfect because I've been having some wins this year too. Like when I'm tempted to doubt, right? I'm like, no, I'm. that's impossible. I'm created in the image of God. So that understanding gave me an expectation that I didn't have this same yeah. time last year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. So leaning into that identity is it's game changing, right? So leaning into the identity changes mm -hmm. everything. Oh, CJ, I'm not sure if you got questions. You could even ask number eight on. Okay. Um, no, nah, I mean, I'm just, <laughs> this is good stuff, man. Um, I, I, oh, a question I'll ask is just, mm. Maybe from your perspective or just you see from professionals of you coaching, like what are some uh, kind of struggles people face in figuring out their calling and how can they overcome maybe the self-doubt or just the challenges they faced? Yeah, that's that's an excellent question. I think um, I would say this, like I, I want, let me answer with it the, because there's many things, right? But I would put it in buckets that are very clearly, um, you can clearly recognize how they work. So the first one is anxiety and fear. That's bottom. That's sort of the bottom line. I think it's everywhere across the board, and the reason for that, I think, is because, not I think, actually no, is that our brain is actually wired, not for thriving but for surviving. Right. So your brain, my brain, our physical brains are wired not to thrive but to survive, which basically means stay in the cave, don't get killed by a lion, be careful. When there's something dark, like if there's a shadow on the left there, it's probably danger. Because if you stay away from danger, you'll survive. Then you'll have kids, and the kids will ha stay from danger, and they will survive. And that's sort of how our brains are wired. It's just protect us, which is not a bad thing. It's a good thing. But our spiritual brain, our higher brain, right? And there's actually a corresponding physical brain as well, which is really amazing. I've, I have a couple of interviews on my podcast with like lead brain uh, experts, and it's unbelievable. Wow. Uh, mm -hmm. there's, I really believe there's physical parts of our brain that are corresponding to the spiritual uh, side of who we are, right? Um, but our spiritual brain is meant for thriving. So if you see everything from Genesis 1 all the way to Revelation, we are not just mammals. We're designed 
in God's image were designed to rule the world, to have dominion, to change things, and we will live forever. That's our, that's our spiritual brain. So that really can trump the, the, the mammal brain in a big way. You know? so, yeah. so how do you switch from your physical fear-based to the spiritual higher opportunity, creativity, creation, multiplication brain? That is the transition, I think, for most professionals. So if you live in the fear, you're not going to progress. You're going to not fulfill your potential. The things that you were meant to do in this, in this world, you probably won't do. You will underachieve. If you know how to switch on demand from this one to that one, you will, you will win your day. You win your week, you win your month, you win your year. And a year makes a whole lot of difference in, in a person's. Like imagine if most of the year you're in that creative higher self state, right? You're going to slay. Absolutely, 100%, right? So how do you do that? Well, to me, the first, the, the, I mean, one way to do it is to understand how you wake up and how you go to sleep. Like it's a basic thing. That's why the daily win is a really big deal. And you can break it down to simple steps. You can actually figure it out. Like maybe not right away, but you'll figure it out 100%, right? So for example, you wake up in the morning. What do most people do when you wake up in the morning? Tell me. Mostly. That's right. That's right. Oh. <laughs> That's right. Right? You look at your phone. What is your, what is your phone reminding you of? All of the stuff that is going on, all of the stuff that you have to do, all of the stuff that you haven't perhaps, it reminds you of who you were yesterday. Mm. Right? So you, and on top of that, if you're like, doing TikTok and like you get all kinds of FOMO. All these people have these amazing lives. They're surfing, they're skiing, they're dancing, and you are, you know, hustling and, and without much success, right? That, that, that's, what, that's, that's what the stuff reminding you. Your brain immediately goes into survival mode, right? Immediately. And, you, and all, that's it. And basically it fills your, your body with stress hormones. You contract. You're trying to protect, you're trying to make it through one more day. That's what you are, right? That's it. Every action, every thought is triggered and they go in cycles, right? You go in cycles and you just, hey, how are you doing, man? I'm just making it through the day. That's how I'm doing, you know? You know but you're not thriving. You're not thriving. But what if you know what to do first thing in the morning that will kick your brain into creative mode? then your day is different. And I can give you like rapid fire things that you can do. You get up, you don't look at your phone. You get up, immediately go to, to, the, to the bathroom, drink a glass of water because your brain is dehydrated. It's gonna wake up your brain. Put some shoes on, get outside, even if it's snowing, because you get some sunshine, actual sunshine, even if it's, it's through the clouds, right? You get some sunshine on your face and you start seeing the world around you. You go for a brisk walk, you, you either pray or listen to music or meditate on the way there. This is what I do. I, I walk to my gym, right? So I have my walk going on. I go to the gym. I do resistance training. Nothing crazy at all. When I do resistance training, my, my body is telling my brain, oh, Christian is fighting against the elements, man. He's, he's, he's 
he has resistance. He's res he's fighting with resistance. Let's give him resources to do that better. That's what the brain responds to the, to the body, as the body sp spies on the brain. So the brain emits antidepressants to to the to the full body. Like you don't have to take a pill. Mm -hmm. It it gives it it gives you all kinds of neural. Um, you become smarter by working out. Like mm -hmm. you learn quicker. So it wakes up. It gets going. It gets going. I wake. Uh, I work out for a little bit. I go. I walk back in. I listen to an audiobook, the Bible, something inspirational. So my brain and my body are now optimistic, right? We're like, yeah, we're gonna do this, right? This is just what forty-five minutes, maybe my first forty-five minutes in the day. I come back home. I journal. What do I do when I journal? I take my emotions, and I write them down. Them down in all kinds of ways. There's techniques for it. But your brain is now seeing the structure of your thoughts, of your feelings, and it's making sense of it logically. So not jumbled, not a jumbled feeling, but it's something specific. So it's just a, you, you see more clearly when you write. Then I read my Bible, read something else. I write something. I make breakfast for my wife every morning. And guess what? That's going to give me a little bit of a boost of love, right? And this is before she even wakes up. And I wake her up, honey, breakfast is ready. She comes out, we have breakfast, we smile, we hang out a little bit, then I go to work. Is my day going to be different? My day will be different, 100%. Because I'm looking at the world with optimism, with joy, with happiness. My body is aligned, my brain is lit up. I'm not stressed out, right? Even if I have the same, the same list. So then I go through my day and I probably have two or three really good creative uh, hours in my day where I can write, I can come up with new ideas, I can change my website, I can do something for the, for the coaching program that's an improvement, I can reach out to a client, a prospect, whatever it is that I decide to do. Um, and then at night, I need to unwind from that. So there's an unwinding thing where you shut off your stuff, maybe at least an hour before you go to bed. You relax, you start doing email, stop doing email, you unwind, you read a book, you calm down, and there's this, you know, and you don't go to bed too late because you want the full eight hours by next morning so that you're not tired in the morning, right? And in the, in the morning, 6.30, I wake up with no alarm, like same exact time every morning. So, and this is, I give you just a touch, a, a hint and there's more stuff to it, but this is how you learn how to win a day. So the, regardless of what's happening relationally, financially, economically, politically, you figure out a way to turn that around, even if you feel affected, because we all, we all react, right? Because we, we self-protect, like a nasty email or a bad conversation or somebody was unfair to you, whatever, you all react. But you know how to switch it around in under an hour. And then you're in creative mode, not survival mode. And then you're, you're, you're crushing it. Whatever it is that you do, you crush it. Because you're not just catching up. You're not just going, ah, oh, this is going to fail again. You're going to go, this is going to be amazing, right? And if you win that one day, if you learn how to do that one thing, imagine what can happen in a week if you do it over and over and over again. Does mm. that make sense? Woo! Love that. I'll, I'll let you turn go first. Around. I was just saying, let's literally <laughs> turn, turn your whole situation around like 180 it's just like because yeah. you know like life's gonna happen regardless like life is gonna you know happen there's not like you get to stop time or stop um what's gonna happen around us but 
um, just winning your day for yourself is just the biggest victory because then we can yeah. carry it on and get yeah. more wins. The small, small wins, they build up and kind of develop into like maybe the biggest project we've done. So Absolutely. hundred percent. So like, yeah. Yeah. And then your body now is your body and your mind and your soul. They're all collaborating aligned with, with, with the, with what you're supposed to be doing on this earth. Right. Rather than you're responding to all these outside things. Mm. Ooh, then, wait a minute. Ooh, calling, not calling from social media. You're mm -hmm. calling. <laughs> yeah. You are the one, you're the one who's creating, Right. you know, and you're, you, the only, you know, use of social media is to either learn something that helps you grow or to put something there that you created that helps somebody else grow. That's mm. it. Everything else is distraction. Straight up. You know, it's interesting, too. I love how you put that. I saw what you did right there. You put that curiosity in there, too. Imagine, you know, imagine doing it one day. Imagine a week. Imagine more time. You, it, I love when 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 I hear something like that because it it's, it builds that curiosity. And with the curiosity, it kind of puts it back in the, into the person who's listening's hands like, oh, I could do something with this or I got to do something with this. It empowers you to say, you know what? I can do something with this. Yes. That's brilliant. Yes. Brilliant. Because you can, because you can, and you've right. been disempowered by your environment, by your lifestyle, by your past, but you have literally all of this in your, in your, uh, in your very close horizon, right? You can, what I'm telling you about, this is just a, a tip of the iceberg, right? In one week, you can learn that. Mm. One week. That one thing, only one thing, and there's more, can change your life forever. Hmm. Powerful, powerful. To our audience, you've heard it. You've heard <laughs> it from the man himself, <laughs> Christian. So this this has been amazing, man. This is, I, I, man. I'm like, where's my um? I need to take some notes. What's my stylus at? <laughs> I have a question for you. So if if I'm a busy professional, I'm like, I need to get some direction. I need to yeah. know how to take it to the next level. I need to understand my calling. You know, I, I just don't know where to go. If someone needs to find you online, where can they find you? Oh, they can just Google me. That's easy. Uh, or they can go to exponential with, without the E, just starting with an X, dot life, www.exponential.life. That's the, that's the coaching website. Awesome. Mm. Mm -hmm. Awesome. It's been great having you. Thanks so much for joining us. And thanks for uh, some dropping knowledge and, and being here and, and, and sharing with our audience, man. This, is, this has been phenomenal. Thank you, guys. CJ, Carl, uh, I appreciate the invitation very much and the opportunity to speak to your audience. Hope it was helpful. Oh, man. It was rich. I hope y'all got something from it. Y'all comment down below one thing that you took from this lesson and uh, let us know. Uh, see that. There you have it. We hope you enjoyed our podcast. If you would be so kind, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. And or if you're listening to any of our platforms, whether it's Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whichever one, please be so kind to give us a five-star rating if you enjoyed the podcast. And we'll talk to you soon.